It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Pisscast. We uh, woke up to some snow in Calgary this morning, which is not welcome at this time of year, but it happens. It was dumping this morning. Like, I, wa- <laughs> I-, I drove to work and it was like giant flakes and they were coming down so hard that I could barely see. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, huge flakes. And then it was f- so funny because like at my house, it was dumping five houses down. There was no snow at all. Yeah, it's it was like, very it was just pocketed. Short lived, but yeah. Yeah. Um, And we would feel worse about what was happening other than the fact that um, Manitoba is gearing up for what they're calling one of the worst storms in decades. They could get 80 centimeters of snow. 80 centimeters. That would bum you out. That's insane. That would bum you right out. So we're going to talk about about that on the show today. What else do we have? Uh, Something weird. Shauna witnessed at a restaurant recently. Something that politicians do or at least used to do that's weird. Another etymology. Conspiracy theory. A snobs. All kinds of crap. Buck and Patter on the show, uh, and also this we're gonna we're gonna start with something that my wife felt she needed to call us after she heard it and say that was the weirdest thing you guys have ever done on the air. So uh, we'll start there right after the out of context clip of the show. Winnipeg, yes, it's absolutely freezing. The BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. I picked my son Bo up from school yesterday, and he pulled this like orange stuff out of his pocket, and I said, "What's that?" And he said, "It's orange fur." And I said, oh. Okay. And he, he said, it looks like Lorax fur. And I was like, yeah, it, it does look like Lorax. Did you kill the Lorax? Is that what's going on here? Oh, God. Then I had an idea, though. And this is going to be among our dumber top 10 lists. Shauna? Okay. The top 10 fictional animals you'd like to try eating. Oh. Like, if you could eat. Okay. So it's got to be an animal that doesn't exist in, in real life. Like, it can't be... Okay, because I was going to say, like, TikTok the crocodile from Peter Pan. I'd love to eat him just because I don't like him. <laughs> real croc- but that's crocodiles, crocodiles are real. So thing. it's got to so, be something that... Okay, so... Like a creature fictional... that doesn't exist. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Got right. it. Do, can we do 10? I'm, we're going to try. Okay, well, I'm going to start at number 10 with, I would like to try Lorax. Although... The fur would be disgusting. Well, you, you remove the fur. You what? don't eat it raw. You, you remove the fur and you cook it. It's the only problems though. that I have with this, though, are that he has a mustache and he talks. Yeah, like. And he has like a real sense of environmental responsibility. I don't and I think, think that anything. Would be, why? No. The Lorax would be the opposite of what I'd ever want to try. He's got that big belly, though. And like, I wonder, but under the fur, there's some good meat there. I'm just thinking I'd like to try Lorax. Okay. That's number 10. In at number nine, the jackalope. You want to try jackalope? Yeah. I mean, it's it's similar to rabbit. Rabbit's good, right? So I'd try jackalope. Would it be cursed? Oh, maybe. I didn't think about the curse. Okay. Number eight, Kirby. I'd like to eat Kirby. What is with you and big furry things? Well, is Kirby furry? We don't know that. Oh, My true. brother gave me this idea because he said there's this Japanese dessert called mochi, I think, or mochi. Oh, and yeah. And it looks just like how he said it's very like sweet and airy. See, for some reason, I envision Kirby being... Still no, furry, but okay. Kirby would be like Moki, and I would like to try that. In at number seven, this is a bit weird, but mermaid? Yeah. Be like, I'm a big I'm a big fan of seafood. So I feel like the tail would be delightful. It would probably be a really Not good tasting top. fish. Not I don't want the human <laughs> top, please. Man, so people cute. get mad that they cut off sharks' fins and throw the shark back. What if you cut off a mermaid's tail and oh throw my the, God, the rest I can't of the mermaid imagine back? The, yeah, the, the human rights that would oh, go with that. Issue. It would be bad, but um number six, so I I want to try some sort of mammoth, but mammoth is a real animal, just extinct, right? Right, yeah. So I'm going to go with the Oliphants from the Tolkien Legendarium. Okay. For number six, I would like to try, like, like 
the giant mammoth-like creatures from Lord of the Rings. Okay. In at number five, uh, the hippogriffs from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. I had hippogriffs too. That's a great one. Yeah, they're they're beautiful, one. but they look like they'd be tasty to eat, right? Like, yes. Unfortunately, again, I love them, but I mean, I think they'd be good. And it's one of those things where it's like we're serving hippogriff tonight. It's like I'm at a fancy place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Okay, well, since you took hippogriff, I'm gonna go with that dragon from the Neverending Story. Okay. Falkor, the luck dragon. All right. What are we having tonight? Uh, luck dragon? That's really fun. Mm. I had dragon as well, uh, so we'll move on from that. Because, Specific yes, dragon or just dragon in general? I just had general? dragon in general. I think it would taste similar to alligator. Yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be lizardy. Yes, but also like dragons are so magical, it give me some sort of power, I hope. Uh, and then I have unicorn. Oh, man, how did I not think of unicorn? I want to try unicorn, obviously. And for that, just alone, like, it's such a magical creature, I feel like it would it would have to be perfect in Isn't every it way. is basically horse meat, though? No, I think because of the magical powers, it would extend beyond horse meat to be just the best thing you've ever tasted. Think about everything else about unicorn. It's just perfect. So, It'd be like the Kobe beef of yeah, Yes, it would have to be. Horse meat? Was that your number? That was my, well, I mean, I skipped dragon, That's so okay. now we're in, yeah. Uh, and then number one, in the same vein, I would like to try the Pokemon Taurus, the bull. Okay. Because it's basically like, it's basically just a cow. Yeah. It's a bull. You're right. That would be. And I bet it's so lean. Yeah. So tasty. I do feel like the unicorn would be tastier though. Um, mm. Just because again, it's such a magical, perfect you creature. You like horse meat. That's okay. I do not. I've actually never tried horse meat. Top 10 fictional Thank animals God. we'd like to try eating. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Have you seen this new technology that's being used in Major League Baseball? The, the pitch calm? No, I haven't had a chance to watch any baseball yet this year. So Okay, so it's crazy because it's this little button that the catcher wears on his knee and he presses and it goes to a headpiece that the pitcher is wearing and the pitcher audibly hears the call. Okay, so rather than so rather you know, than finger signs between the legs, yes. And the bottom line is to try and stop st- sign stealing, right? Because right, when we've, well, we've had some real issues with that in recent years in pro lot, baseball, a lot hey. of issues. So instead, yeah, it's this crazy thing. It's this button. So now you just see the pit, the the catcher, and he'll just reach down and kind of tap this button and go from there. It's ba- baseball traditionalists are not going to like holy this. Holy crap! Will they not? And it is. It's funny because it's speeding up the pace of the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you now see batters who are stepping out of the box a lot more because they're not used to the pitcher getting the response that quick. Oh, they have a time to they have a moment to get set. Yeah. While the pitch is being communicated. Yes, cuz the pitch is being communicated when before the pitcher even gets onto the mound. Right. Whereas normally it would be you look at the signs, you look at the signs, shakes them off, whatever, and go. So now you you notice that batters are purposely taking a step off the the. They're like, whoa. Does the, pit, the does box. the pitcher still shake a pitch off the same way? If yep. they don't want it, they still just shake their head no, and then they the catcher sends a different no. signal. Exactly. Yeah, but you just don't see those signs in between. The, wow. Okay. No, I yeah. have to watch for that. I didn't know that. I wonder how Buck and Pat would feel about that. It's a beautiful night at the ballpark where the pitchers and catchers are trying out a new piece of technology called the Pitchcom. I don't like it, Buck. In fact, I hate it. Well, you know, Tabby, back in our playing days, there was such a strong bond between pitcher and catcher that not even hand signals were needed. The pitch could be communicated by staring deeply into each other's eyes. You know, Buck, I preferred when pitchers signed the old school way in the crotch region there. It's always a little more exciting, if you know what I mean. Well, you can still look at the catcher's crotch, Tabby. There just won't be a sign there for you to read. Well, that does always give me a little flutter in my pickle. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Really, the only thing keeping me from being bummed out about the weather this week is the fact that Manitoba has it so much worse. Oh, my God. They're about to get dummied. 
what they're calling potentially the worst storm in decades. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, saying that parts of Manitoba could get up to 80 centimeters of snow, like 80. 80 centimeters. That's mid-April. 90 insane. kilometer per hour winds. Like, yeah, that is uh, it's supposed to be an absolute blizzard. They're like they're preparing for the. I also I kind of hope that it doesn't. You know, I'm hoping that we're just. It's one of those things that gets really hyped up, and then a few flurries fall, and they're like, "Oh, we're just kidding." But, yeah, they don't need that. Nobody needs that at this time of year. No, how many bad winter peg jokes do you think are going to surface oh, around the next couple of days? So many, oh, so God. many. Well, I mean. We're sending our love to those around Winnipeg and the in southern Manitoba. We're we, thinking about you. We thought we'd do it like this too. Winnipeg, yes, it's absolutely freezing. Winnipeg, yes, you'll absolutely freeze. Winnipeg, yes, it's absolutely freezing, absolutely freezing, absolutely freezing. Winnipeg, BNS in twenty minutes or less. I was out with a friend on the weekend, and she turned to me, and she was like, just mid-sentence, stops dead, and she goes, oh, my God, check out that woman's butt. And then she pointed to this woman's beautifully shaped buttocks, and it was incredible. It really was. It was perfectly shaped, and it was tight and proud with lots of... <laughs> it, lots was, of it was high and proud. Lots of turtles in that smuggler. <laughs> it, it was just a beautiful... And then before I know it, she this woman, who she's never met before, she walks up to her, and she goes, how did you get that ass? Wow, your friend is bold. She is. Yeah. Say that first of all, that must be quite a pipe clogger to get a verbal reaction from your friend. She had a swizzler like I've never seen before. <laughs> like it was one of the best I've seen. Honestly, it was. And I've I've seen the odd one like that too, where it almost kind of takes your breath away. Yeah, it's like yeah, holy man. You look at that poke at bowl that and you're like, holy toilet my plugger. God, that thing is just yeah, heaven's glorious. Me. But the woman replied right away, and she said, "No, it's just the pants." Oh, she was being she was being coy. She was, she was being, being coy. humble, wasn't she? To be fair, she was wearing one of those pairs of pants that is perfectly engineered, right? Like it it was definitely a pair of pants that you can see how it's been enhanced in in the perfect way. Okay. But the pants get the assist then. She scored the goal. Exactly. <laughs> like her pop socket was obviously very hardly worked on. Like she really worked hard on it and the pants were just a an exante goo, <laughs> as you say, okay? But I, I have to admit, you know, doing that is kind of awesome. Like, that's very flattering for this woman, and I think we should do more of that. Oh, I think you have to be super careful with that. One of my, one of the uh, the craziest, wokest friends that I have made this post about how not only are you not ever allowed to comment on someone's body or their hair, even in, to compliment them, mm. you can't comment on their clothes either, oh, okay. because clothes are part of the part of the body, and to comment on that without consent is violence. So, so walking up to a woman and being like, violent. hey, you got a real nice blowhole is not... Quite a sarlacc pit you got going there. I, know I mean, a maybe lot it's of people would be too. okay with that, you know? Yeah. Like, I know... Hey, that's a real nice nug button. There'd be people who'd be like, thank you. Most Some, people, I feel, no? Yeah, I think most people would take the compliment, but I'm just saying, it's out there. This friend is it. pretty crazy. She is pretty crazy woke, but I, I was like, should... you can't even say like... Hey, cool jacket to someone because that's violence because the clothes are part of the body. Hmm. hmm. I'm going to have a hard time with that one. That just seems like you're being nice. Okay. Cause I, I thought it would be really nice to just, yeah, next time I see a woman with a really nice wooden mitten, go up to her and be like, my God, that is impressive. Holy foof. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was watching, I was just scrolling through my TikTok the other day and I came across this video where a woman had a poutine and she was like, just kind of celebrating her poutine. She was thinking about how good her poutine was going to be. And then it cut to this like obnoxious hipster dude 
who was like, oh everybody in Canada hates you right now. What is that thing? And like was criticizing her poutine. Okay. And in, in fairness, it was a pretty gross looking poutine. It had like some sort of like very processed looking orange cheese melted over the whole thing, like almost like a craft single okay. or like a cheese whiz. Yeah. It looked pretty gross. Ugh. But I was thinking poutine snobbery is a real thing. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, ne- you're a pretty big poutine snob. I'm not, though. I love poutine, but I'm not snobbish about it. I will take shredded cheese over it. I'll take different kinds of gravy, different kinds of fries. Except like, you will never... It, what's the little garnish? That that's. Why I just I was, don't like surprise onions. Yes. If you like onions on your poutine, that's fine. I just think it should have to be disclosed on the menu if they're going to send it so out. So anything with, a little more creative, like above and it. beyond with like the vegetables is where you... That's no, where I'm I was fi- thinking. I'm that. fine with that. I just want... It needs to be declared mm-hmm. so I don't okay. accidentally order it. Because when I you see. order a poutine and they bring it out with green onions, I'm like, what in the fresh hell is this? Yeah. And a lot of... So, I mean, that's, that's almost part of the authentic poutine, though. So... Is it though? Is the chive part of an authentic Quebec poutine, or is that I don't? No, it's probably just a fresh garnish here. Yeah, like it's it's quite common here. It really is, and I don't like it. I think it should be declared anyway. But poutine snobbery is a real thing. There are people who it has to be this type of fry and this type of cheese and this type of gravy. Didn't you make a video just recently about poutine sauce that you found at the store, and you're like, what is this? What's this poutine? And everyone's like, well, actually. In Quebec, apparently, it's not gravy they use. It's poutine it's sauce. poutine sauce. So you yeah. got corrected. I sure by did. By a bunch of poutine snobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, an authentic Quebec poutine uses a type of pale brown sauce as opposed to a deep brown gravy. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that grated cheese? What kind of horror show are you running here? If these aren't squeaky cheese curds for Mirabelle, turn around and take it back. If they don't squeak like a sneaker on a freshly polished gymnasium floor, that is not a real poutine. Oh, crinkle cut fries? Are we at a child's birthday party in a swimming pool? Or is this the proud national dish of Quebec? <laughs> Well, my poutine is smoked by the dart of an authentic Montreal chef before it's presented. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Beckler along with Shauna. So. Yesterday I was talking about this loud, obnoxious bird, the Masters, that was really annoying. And uh, we were talking about how this this bird needs to be silenced in some way because you could (laughs) barely hear it over the commentators. Well, after we talked about all this, I got an email from Tracy and she said, well, you know about the Masters bird conspiracy, right? No. I was like, we don't. And we love a juicy conspiracy on the show. So I started looking into it and sure as hell. There are a lot of people who believe the bird calls you hear on the Masters broadcast are fake. People claim that they actually pump in fake bird sounds on the broadcasts. And then I was like, why Why would they do that? How would that benefit anybody? Why? Well, it has to do with Augusta National Golf Course being known as one of the best in the world. Yeah. It's known to be extremely picturesque and all that. And they think the idea of these bird calls add to this oasis of beauty. Mm. At Augusta. And there have like been. It'd be too sterile if there were no birds chirping? That's what they think. And apparently there have been a bunch of conspiracies around that golf course. Like they, they dye the ponds blue. 
They ice the azaleas. They paint the grass to make it look even more green. And now they pump in these bird noises. And yeah, it's all about trying to make it just look like this idyllic course that people want to go visit. Those other ones sound ridiculous. They, they dye the ponds blue. Yeah. And people think they paint the bottom of Lake Louise too, exactly. right? Exactly. That's it's along the same veins so, as that. And like paint the grass. Well, even the, and the fake birds also ridiculous. It's it's a very strange thing. But Is there yeah. evidence to support it? Well, I guess a few people have tried to dig deeper and there was a bird professor for example who did go and check it out and when you go there, people are saying that you actually can't hear any birds. And then when you listen to the broadcast and they're that pronounced, people are like, that doesn't make any sense. One bird professor says some of the bird calls you could hear in one of the broadcasts, he said, aren't native to that area. Oh, okay. So there are that's, some... Yeah, that's pretty weighty evidence there, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got so, the ornithology community weighing in on that's that. That's exactly it. So it's a bit eerie. That being said, like, if you're trying to make it look idyllic, those bird sounds did not do that. That bird no. was the most obnoxious thing I've ever heard. You like, think you'd go for some gentle chirps, not yes. that, whatever that not was. Like, ah! <laughs> like, can you chill out? Okay, that is not making something look pretty. On the plausibility scale, how many birds that are actually surveillance drones out of 10 do we give this one, Shauna? I mean, it's got some... There's some evidence to it. It's got it. legs, doesn't it? I'm going to give it seven and a half. Or drone birds. Ten is the minimum? Oh, yeah. Ten Sorry. is the minimum Excuse on this me. scale. I'm so. mis- mixing up our scales of white girl sayings. Uh, twelve. <laughs> We're going to go with twelve out of ten. Acceptable. Yes. Got some legs. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We got a few messages that said there is a bit of... There might be a bit of truth to the rumor that they paint the grass at Augusta. Yeah. So it's kind of aired around there, and there's some question as to whether or not they could get the grass that green without some some trickery going on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually look into that a little further. I found that fascinating for tomorrow, so I might even expand on that. But See if they actually paint the grass? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy, though. Like, what what they'll do for these types of events and stuff, hey? Just to be like, no, this this has to look perfect. Yeah. Eerie. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a big money thing, too, though. Also, uh, like, have we... Do we know for sure that they don't paint Lake Louise? I'm just kidding. But that is also one of those ridiculous things that people are always like, do you paint that that blue at Louise? No. Even, like, the rivers around here, some of them in the mountains, are so blue. It's because of the glacier water, right? Yeah, but if the people silt. Glacial silt. Haven't experienced that before. They're like, that doesn't look real. It does look fake blue. It's so beautiful. It, it does. looks fake blue. Mm-hmm. BNS in 20 minutes or less. I'm generally not a big fan of the Canadian satirical news site, The Beaverton. Mm. You familiar with The Beaverton, Shauna? I am familiar with the Beaverton, yeah. Sometimes they have some good stuff. It's not even so much their writing. I think it's how people react to every Beaverton article that pisses me off. It's whatever the headline is, whatever it's, but whatever, this politician, that politician. The comments are always the same. It's always like, I thought the Beaverton was supposed to be satire. Oh, yeah. Is it satire if it's true? Yes. uh, Fair. Mm -hmm. It's the same people who think it's really clever to still say, like, Idiocracy was a documentary. Yeah. We're living in idiocracy now. That's a very original thought. Good for you. Um, but this was a good Beaverton headline yesterday. It said, Toronto is now North America's third largest tech douchebag hub. That's pretty funny. And it's a play on uh, an article that came out a few weeks ago in the New York Times about how Toronto is now the third largest tech hub in North America. Yep. Um, behind, can you guess? Uh, well, Silicon Valley. Yeah. But I don't know else? the other one. It's New York City. Oh. I didn't know that. 
Oh, um, I guess yeah, they just have I was everything. Like, is the other one but, super obvious as well? But yeah, yeah. it makes sense. I guess that then, they have everything. And then Toronto. Okay. So, you know, we don't have enough tech investment here in Calgary yet for me to even be fully aware of what a, a tech douchebag is. I know. I, I kind of envision a, a nerdy hipster of some sort, like a, just a, an interesting hybrid of... But like really high on himself? Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. It is. <laughs> I want to be... I mean, like I've met oil and gas douchebags. Mm-hmm. I've met finance douchebags. Yeah, there's I haven't met yeah. any tech douchebags. Radio douchebags. Oh yeah. man, I lots of radio douchebags. Yep, Maybe definitely. I'm even one. I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sitting across. Um, from, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet some tech douchebags now. I want to get yeah. familiar with this term. I want to be on a, the joke. Can we get a, a schmooze going on? Yeah, only a, tech douchebags invited. A networking event. Yeah, yeah. Be like, oh, you're invited. Tech douchebags invited. Tech douchebag, come along. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. So we got an etymology request from Evan, and he was asking for the origin of the term, the world is my oyster. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I've never really thought about that one before. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Basically means you can go out and do whatever you want, right? Like the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. So I looked into this, and the phrase originally is actually from Shakespeare, and it's from one of his plays, The Merry Wives of Windsor, but the original phrase is actually the world's mine oyster. That's mm. how you're supposed to say it, the old school way. We've altered that a little bit as time has gone on, but it, this is the quote from the play that is from. Falstaff says, I will not lend thee a penny, and Pistol responds, why then the world's mine oyster, which I will with sword open. Sorry, which play is this from? It's from The Merry Wives of Windsor. Merry Wives of Windsor. And Falstaff is a character? Yes. So the the original implication of this phrase is that Pistol, this character Pistol, is going to use violent means to steal the fortune of this other man. This is the bottom line, right? So he wants to use a sword to basically force open this oyster, he's saying, or steal your fortune. So kind of a violent implication. It's not the way we use it today, Mm -hmm. but that is where it started. Is that the same Falstaff that's mentioned in Fiddler's Green by the Tragically Hip? Falstaff sings a sorrowful refrain? God, I don't know. Okay, sorry, I I can look into that. I didn't mean to derail you here, but carry on. That's a damn good question, actually. We're getting deeper into this. Um, But yeah, from there, we don't use it this way. We kind of use it, and it's because the visual is the fact that an oyster is often really hard to open, but once you do open it, the reward inside is worth it, right? Uh, Okay. And apparently, the bigger the pearl inside, the harder an oyster is to open. So... The more tightly it has clamped shut. Yeah, hard work with hard work comes reward. That's where we kind of get the visual now. Have you ever seen those lists of like phrases that we still use today that were coined by Shakespeare? And there's like so many dozens, if not hundreds, of them, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and this crazy is one to of them. About. Yeah, the world is mine oyster, though. It's but technically no, the world's mine oyster. We have to say, say it, like it that, that way. next time. Yes, I Won't will. Sound pretentious <laughs> at all? Etymology <laughs> with Shauna. Have you tried this new trivia quest game on Netflix? I have not. No? So it's like, it's interactive. So you play on Netflix, but you use your remote to answer trivia questions. Oh, that's fun. Uh, And then they release a new episode every day. And it's made by the same people who made Trivia Crack. I don't know if you remember that, if you ever played Trivia Crack. But that had a real moment a few years ago. Mm. Uh, And I've been playing with my boys. They've been enjoying it. I think that one of the questions are kind of easy. I hope it gets a little more difficult. Like, it's just kind of like basic trivia well if it's meant for families uh, then it's good yeah it's maybe good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway in one of the questions that we did the other day i learned that uh i didn't i didn't know this i learned that richard nixon refused to kiss babies 
Because he said he didn't want to look like a jerk. Okay. Do, do most politicians kiss babies? Well, you know the saying? Yeah, like, it's a saying for, like, yeah, the old hands, shake hands, kiss some babies. Kiss some babies but when I read that, I was like, it is a really awkward, say, odd saying, isn't it? It is. Like, I always thought it was kind of tongue-in-cheek because I was like, do you really want the politician <laughs> kissing your baby? That's just it. I can't think of any politician who I, not a single one, who I would want to kiss my baby. Well, and like, there's a, there's just a lineup of babies and they have to go down and kiss each one. Like, that's just a weird. And like, I get the photo op, right? They're out meeting, they're out meeting voters and stuff and they're shaking hands or meeting them. But then do you actually kiss the baby? Yeah, no. Apparently Nixon wouldn't. So that may, that leads me to believe that there was a lot of baby kissing going on prior to that. I mean, I'm glad that he just stated it full well and out loud. Just, I'm not kissing babies. I just to clear, in case somebody did go kiss me. Baby, like, I hear yeah, you do Richard this. Nixon kissed my baby. Yeah, no, thank you. Like just no, thank you. Sloppy Nixon lips on her baby. Yeah, like think of any any of our current politicians. Would you want anybody kissing just, your, I just don't want no. anybody kissing my baby That's, who isn't in the family. You I know? can't think like, of just, anyone at all that I'd want to kiss my baby. <laughs> like it just it's a weird Jason thing. Kenny, kiss my baby. What? That's a weird thing to do. No, what kind of kiss do you want? <laughs> like how do we like, this is weird. Just don't kiss other people's babies. Yeah, yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So this is a bit weird. Uh, I went out for brunch on Sunday. And first of all, our server was limping like crazy. She'd obviously hurt herself and it looked to maybe be her back. And it, it really sucked because you saw her and you're like, man, should you, do you have to work today? Like, if I had seen her as a manager, I'd probably be like, you could probably take the day off. Like, you don't need to be in here. Maybe she needs the money. Well, that's what I was wondering. And again, the whole thing, I was just like, oh, man. But then right after that, a couple minutes later, another server walked by. And this server had one crutch. No, don't, don't one get crutch me started on one crutch. Now. And was walking and limping as well yeah. with one crutch. And oh, so that's bad. I was just like, oh, my. That's so sad. And then another server walked by and it looked like he had something kind of stuck up his pooper because he was really hurting and it looked like his back was bothering him. And I was just like, what is going on here? Like, how do three <laughs> servers have not just minor injuries, but three, three of them have vis are visibly in pain and are walking around really oh, hurting? Man. I was just like, what is going That's on here? depressing. The I one know. crutch especially. Maybe she was using one crutch to try to get more tips out of you because, like I said, it's the saddest thing in the world, okay. one crutch. We're not going back to the one crutch debacle here. Okay? <laughs> you know how I feel The bottom line, crutch. okay, is that it was a very strange thing, and I'd like to... No, like if somebody explained what happened here, I was like, did they all have a staff party the night before and get a little too drunk and a big fight or something? Yeah, that's happened to me before too, Shauna. I went out for dinner with a buddy and like all of the staff were banged up. They all had like bruises and like I was like, like what are they? Are they hitting the staff at this? Like, well, that, if you need help, the only other explanation I thought is, is there a bar fight club? Like this place has a downstairs. And I was like, is there a secret fight club that goes on in this place? And these play these people all compete and then they work at this bar. That's the only other explanation I could think of where they were all hurting that much. Or they yeah, took a staff, like a team building trip somewhere and the bus went off the road and well, that's, the other thing is like, did up. they get to an accident? But then again you'd think you wouldn't be you wouldn't be working. You'd <laughs> you, hope right. Not. You can't really say anything. Like, what happened to everyone here? Like, uh, is it just coincidence? Are these separate coincidental injuries? Yeah. Or did something collectively happen? Because you're right. This is it. Two people? Coincidence, maybe. Like, did they all go Three? bouldering or something and all fall off? Like, I don't know. They all just tried some sort of physical activity and didn't go well. For, I don't know. <laughs> we all got in a big fight. Like, yeah. I wondered that same thing when I saw it. I yeah, was like, it's this very is strange. Too many people hurt. 
for it to be a coincidence. Something happened here. I wanted to ask so bad. It was just like, do it, you need help? Is there is everything okay here or? BNS in twenty minutes or less. Did you know that there is a Harry Potter bar in this city, Beckler? No, I did not. Where? So I was out with some friends in Inglewood, and there was this little hole in the wall, and it had this open sign, and we were like, what is that? So we wandered in, and it was covered in Harry Potter stuff. Like, there were acceptance letters hanging from the ceiling, and there were owls everywhere, and Harry Potter glasses, and the TVs were all playing Harry Potter. All the cocktails were amazing. They came with, like, smoke. Some of them were in, like, owl cages. Other ones were on fire. It was awesome. How are they not promoting this more? I or don't maybe, know. I don't know. Do they not want to be found? Maybe. Or are they trying to be more secret? Buy some advertising there. Let people know. Honestly, <laughs> as a huge, as you know, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and I like. I was so excited in this. Like, there's a little bit of cheese sometimes. Some of the stuff looks a little handmade, and, and okay. that, but it doesn't that's, matter. That's a, that's great. It you know, is. That's that, I think that adds to it even because it's like, like someone, someone who just loves it as much as you do, right? Someone hung up these books that were like folded in these very specific ways. I'm like, the amount of time and effort that went into this place and made it look this way is insane. I can't even imagine. So it was awesome. There was one thing, though, that I didn't like, and it was they were playing club music. Oh, no, you got to play like you need Harry the, Potter music. That's right? what. <laughs> That's the one thing. And I don't know if they're trying to, yeah, attract a certain crowd. It was fairly late at night, so I don't know if they've changed the music like to, to attract a, a crowd at that mm. point. There were hookahs, and I, I I just... And I mean, the Harry Potter score is great. It is. But there's, what, eight movies? Maybe they're like, all right, that's enough of this. Yeah, fair. <laughs> this score over and over again, but... It's true. I, I get it. I, I would expect to hear Harry Potter music for sure. And that's the one thing, and I turned to my friends, and I was like, what they need for this is it like, a remix, a Harry Potter remix of some oh, sort. So okay. club beats to the Harry Potter. Because then you that's get both, getting right? two birds stoned at once, isn't it? It sure is. And then right after I said that, about three songs in, they did play a Harry Potter theme remix. So it was mixed in there the odd time. Wasn't great. I've got it here for you because I added it to my playlist did, as a yeah. big fan. But I actually found a few. So here's some options for you. Not bad. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And then there's this one. Gets a little more intense. Right? Like, yeah, really there we go. Things and, up I, there. And you got things smoking and bubbling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could go for that. Oh, yeah. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.